The year is 2020. A wasteland and a field of ruin have destroyed our mana bases. There is but one solution, one way to save the metagame. Brave souls working for the benefit of us all. Welcome to the Astrolab. Hello, everyone, and welcome again to another edition of the Astrolab, the only podcast on the internet that everybody wants to ban. And of course, we did get banned in at least one format, so uh, we're probably not legally allowed to talk about that format. I'm not sure. Uh, but anyways, uh, I'm one of your hosts, Joe Dyer, and with me, as always, my good friend, Scott Campbell. How are you doing tonight, Scott? Uh, hey, Joe. I'm okay. I just finished up watching the Reds World Series highlights from 1990 on VHS. Sorry, hold on. Uh, uh, there we go. Sorry, my, my TV was on channel 3 after the VHS tape stopped, so I had to get the stack off the air. Showing your age um, Of course, always. Uh, a badge of honor. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I'm doing okay. Arena's uh, been a little rough for me. Um, that, there was a stretch from Sunday until, I think, this morning. That and I, I just do my dailies. I don't grind or anything. That I didn't win a match, uh, win a game on best of one. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was a little frustrating. But um, there, there, there are Simic cards that are still going to be good when when Gross Spiral leaves. So <laughs> um, yeah, that that's a problem which we'll talk about. Uh, and yeah, I mean you, you've been gone since then. Uh, Astrolabe was banned from Modern, hooray. Yep. Uh, and, and we'll touch on that a little bit and some of the other stuff that happened with the BNR and some Double Masters. So, yeah, dude, you've missed a lot. Yeah. Uh, how the heck have you been? Oh, been pretty good. Uh, just been busy. Uh, but we were away for the weekend because uh, we went down to Tennessee and went to Dollywood again. Uh, nice. It was hot. Uh, it was very, very hot. I will just say in that. The, in the summer, it was high. Yeah, no. yeah. That was the only bad thing about <laughs> the whole thing is that it was really quite, uh, quite super hot, uh, and that made kind of being there kind of like, okay, this is fun, but at the same time, I'm, I'm burning up, and I just I don't want to be here. So, but we got some we got some good time in, and we had some good family time in, and uh, you know had some had some good time with our with my my mother and father-in-law and and my daughter really enjoyed uh going to the park and stuff like that so so yeah she had a good time so she got to do a bunch of stuff and she she enjoyed it so uh i think it's it's a win if the kid enjoys it (laughs) so so when you were down there was it hot or was it uh perhaps maybe (laughs) Uh, a little bit of both was it uh, so it was toasty. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I want to say it was that... at least ninety-five, like both days, uh, and that's just like before like heat index. Uh, okay. So it probably felt like probably like a hundred. Uh, but I will say this: even feeling like a hundred, oh man, I feel like I could wear my mask and it was fine, and I could breathe mm-hmm. just fine in my mask. 
Speaking of wearing a mask, I went to uh, my doctor's appointment this past Monday. It was a follow-up, a long overdue follow-up because of the pandemic. Um, and when they check your vitals, they uh, check your oxygen, putting that on your fingertip. And we, ha- we have to have our mask on inside the doctor's office. I had my mask on, had my blood pressure checked, and had my oxygen tested. Everything, well, my blood pressure's high, but, I mean, being being a magic content creator kind of does that. Um, but, uh, yeah, oxygen was just fine with the mask on. So, uh, to, to quickly segue and then come right back, the state, uh, state of Ohio starting, well, by the time you hear this, starting Thursday, July 23rd at 6 p.m., if you're out in public, wear your mask. Businesses are telling people wear their mask. So can we just stop with the bickering and just put the bleeping mask on? Uh, Indiana, starting Monday, uh, uh, which is July 27th, if math is right. Yeah, math. All right, anyway, starting July 27th, everybody has to wear a mask. So if we all wear a mask and we get the virus down to a level where it is manageable so the medical people have the time and resources to be able to properly develop and test a vaccine or, or something, maybe not a, probably not a vaccine, it's probably a bad word, but develop something for our individual bodies to fight this off naturally, then we can go back to quote-unquote normal a lot sooner. And if we would have done this back in April... Joe and I probably wouldn't be harping on or talking about it as much because we would have done all the hard bleeping work already. So man, like I, I'm, I miss paper magic. I have, I have my Jun deck. I have my Jun modern deck right here, and I, I'm trying to piece it together. And I'm like, I, I feel like four blood braid elf, four Liliana. That era may be over. We may need to start trimming numbers. <laughs> Because of the impact that the banning of Astrolabe has done, causing some of these other decks to come up and some new cards from M21 coming in. And it's like, I I can't think of how to properly build a deck because I don't have the practice playing Paper Magic because people can't put their bleeping mask on. Yep. So yeah, I'm, I'm, going, I'm going crazy. I'm going yeah. crazy, dude. It, it sucks. It really does. No, I'm right there with you. Yeah, I'm... I'm pretty upset about how our 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 state response not not the response from like dewine and anything like that like although i'm a little upset well, with, i'm a little upset with him from the standpoint of just not doing it soon enough uh right you know. and, and then his whole 5 30 pressure <laughs> a week ago where he he talked to us like we were children please we were, do it we were like, at king's island when mm, that happened and i just looked it up on my mm, phone and, and said told my wife well there's no new orders and she's like okay whatever <laughs> Yeah, I, I've, I was never so insulted in my entire life listening to that. It's like you're supposed to be a leader. Yeah. Lead these. Stop treating us like you want to be our friend. Be a, be right. a leader. Be a parent. Right. Oh. Yeah. Anyway. So yeah, it's it's been it's been a thing. But yeah, we had we had no problems. Like honestly, like, yeah. Just you know wearing good, them. and like yeah, it's hot. Like yeah, and most of that is you know you just gotta stay hydrated. Uh, yeah. And whatnot and. Like I had a few issues on Saturday with that, with like I was not drinking enough water, per se. Mm-hmm. I was drinking other stuff, and that doesn't hydrate you as well as 
water does. No. But, um, you know. Yeah, water when you're in the heat, and then when you're in the cool, when, when you're going to rest and relax, uh, get your electrolytes back up. Right. Uh, and get your body temperature down. At, so, at the very least, least, that's what I've heard. At the very least, I was able to um, ride uh, one of the rides that I didn't get to ride the last time we were there because it was down. Oh, sweet. And uh, the queue line for that one was really nice and cool. So, cause they, okay. Because they had, like, misty things everywhere for the queue line because it's supposed to be, like, a mine-themed mine attraction. And mm-hmm. so, of course, you know, they've got, like, you know, misty things coming out of pipes and stuff like that for just sheer, you know, theme. You know, sheer theming, sheer effect uh, to make it look like it's a real, like, mine. You're entering into a real mine or something like that. And it's like, oh, but this also is, like, like you know, practical, too, so it feels good. <laughs> so, but, yeah, it's it, it was a good weekend. We had a good trip and uh, not too bad getting back home Monday. Uh, so, but yeah, yeah, I did miss a bit, um, though, uh, I also managed after the fact, or rather last week sometime before we left, uh, to be able to get on and play some Jumpstart on Arena. Uh, oh, that how'd was, that go? Uh, the, I've played it about, I've done it about three times now, uh, and it's mm-hmm. actually super fun. Uh, okay. <laughs> it's real easy to get, like, your two wins or whatever that you need to get, like, cards out of it and you can just keep playing oh. it as much as you want uh oh where you get your your fifth card your fifth copy of a card you already have four of from another set yeah right? that's the only awkward yeah. thing about it like i i dislike that Oof. part about it but i do i did have fun uh playing the form playing the, the the format i guess you would call it like uh jump start itself like that whole idea of just like randomly a, a take picking something you know and the way it does it is like you know you, you it, it it rolls up three or whatever on the screen and it lets you pick one and then it rolls up another three and you pick the other one and then it mashes them together right and, and i wish i could have paid them like 15 or 20 dollars for the list of uh cards that were quote unquote reprints right uh, to, like like a anthology type of stuff and then for cards that are new to jumpstart then I would have the choice if I want to get the individual cards or whatever, right? Or play the limited, but right, you know, they they want us to burn our wild cards that we've been saving up, so whatever. Right, yeah, it's it's, but it is a lot of fun. I I will give okay. them uh, a lot of props on like the how fun the format feels when you're playing it. It feels just okay. like regular old kitchen table magic, uh, which is okay. really kind of wild and kind of hilarious. Uh, I think like. The first one I played, uh, I had Discard, and then I had Archaeology. Uh, and one of the cool things I got to do with that was just uh, having a card. There was the, they had the card Ancestral Statue uh, in there. It's the uh, four-drop artifact creature that when it comes into play, you return a non-land permanent to your hand. Uh, so I okay. kept, uh, so I, I would play that. I would kill something over there with uh, Ravenous Chupacabra. Uh, and then uh, late game, I would bounce my Ravenous Chupacabra with Ancestral Statue and recast Ravenous Chupacabra. Oh, <laughs> and that man. got so many concessions. Like, it's just like, oh, man, this is so good. Like, uh, uh, So, yeah, for those who don't know, uh, Ancestral Statue, for uh, four man any color, is a colorless artifact creature golem. Yeah. 
Uh, so yeah, when it enters the battle, if you return that, that's you bounce your permanent to your hand. Yeah. Yeah. Originally seen in Dragons of Tarkir. Yeah. It's also a card that sees a lot, sees a a bit of play in Commander actually. Uh, really? Yeah. Uh, in exactly uh. one Commander deck, uh, and it's that deck is uh, Animar Soul of Elements. Uh, huh. Because every time you cast it, you can return it to your hand, it to your hand itself, and then recast it, which also puts another uh, plus one, plus one counter on Animar, and eventually it becomes free. Because the casting cost is reduced. Right. Oh my and god. And then you can just keep spamming it into play and returning it until you make Animar as big as you want to make Animar. <laughs> oh my. Yeah. It, I was, it's a pretty absurd was, card to play with Animar. Yeah. I was thinking this would be good in the morph deck yeah. from twenty nineteen last year. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, yeah, that would be good yeah. there too. Yeah, I'd bounce it. Yeah, because after you morph a creature up, you could bounce it. Uh, I think that was it, the, then... the basic intent for the card because that was because uh, obviously it was in a block with oh yeah with yeah morph. with morph and mega morph and uh, manifest and stuff like that so yeah, yeah I think yeah. that was basically the basic intent of the card originally was to be okay. able to bounce morph creatures and stuff like that to be able to reuse them in draft or yeah. something like that but yeah it was cool it was really neat it was a really neat way to and put those things two things together and then uh, I also did uh, dragons and uh, wizards uh, which worked out oh. really well together because of all the flying creatures. Uh, mm-hmm. And also, um, Talran Sky Summoner uh, oh, worked really man. well with all of the direct damage spells that come from the dragon side of things. Because all the dragon stuff is like mono red, and all the wizard stuff is mono blue. Right. So you put them together, you get stuff like Bathe in Dragonfire and that sort of thing. And so you can Neat. just like, oh, I got Talran. I'm a Bathe in Dragonfire creature and get a 2 2. Like, this is cool. Like, <laughs> so. That's so much value. Yeah. And then I did, uh, somehow ended up with uh, Phyrexians and Dinosaurs. <laughs> uh, and that one was that one was weird, but it, it worked into a, into a position of I was able to use. I, I basically won most of the games by just playing the big bomb card that the Phyrexian side gives you, which is um, Carnifex Demon. Uh, oh, wow. Which makes a lot of sense. Like, And being able to have like some of the mana ramp from the dinosaur side, uh, like Drover mm-hmm. of the Mighty and that sort of thing, uh, it lets you get, okay. a, get there a little quicker. Um, but I will admit it's super cool that the uh, pack land for the uh, Phyrexian side of things gives you access to the Phyrexian land on Arena. Yeah. Yeah, which uh, there's been some talk about that. It's like there are a lot of people who want that land. Isn't that yeah. land just just one copy of that in paper? Like yeah, fifteen dollars or something. Something like that. Yeah, it's pretty. Ridiculous. Yeah, it's insane. Yeah, yeah. People are so. wanting them to have them playing their decks. So in paper you get one, but on arena you you get use it however as many. many are yeah. as swamps. Yeah. Which I'm like, wizards can obviously just hit print and. Oh, sweet. I opened up my box of Jumpstart, and I got the Frexium pack, so I have, like, ten swamps or whatever, right? Right. Uh, like, I, I'm i not a limited player, but the the thing you said about kitchen table magic. Yeah. We, all, we all started there, right? That's what it feels and, like. And one, one thing I've noticed as I've not only progressed within the mag- magic community in my own way, but also as I've become more curmudgeonly and older, is that... You can't get back to the point where you were just a kitchen table player. Right. No matter how much that you're like, I'm going to just build, I'm going to brew this sweet kitchen table level 
standard deck or whatever, right? right. You're always looking at curve and mana cost and uh, efficiency in your spells and right. all these things that you weren't thinking of as a kitchen table player. So trying to find a way to... Well, I'm not going to pardon the pun. All my puns are intended. But to find a way to tap back into <laughs> uh, that feeling of being a kitchen table player and maybe having that game experience with someone else who maybe doesn't play Magic or only right. plays it just occasionally. You know, doing that is just making this product incredible. And with how digital Arena is, Watsy can easily just be like, cool, we're doing Jumpstart again next summer. Yeah. And just load all the cards online. And I would love it. I would love it if eventually they made this print a paper. product, honestly. It's so much fun. Oh, yeah. So much I, fun. Y- right. You and I know they won't do it. I hope they'll, so. They'll, I hope so. Whatever it, it is, whatever so next year is, there'll be some new gimmicky thing. Cause they got to reinvent the wheel for innovation with air quotes for the viewers <laughs> at home. Um, so, anyways, that's that's been kind of uh, my yes. kind of my week. Uh, I did um, start playing around uh, with uh, some of the cards uh, in Historic. Uh, I've been playing a little Legacy uh, here or there, uh, so I've been trying to work on uh, stuff for that. Uh, playing a little bit more legacy, but I did start actually playing a lot more uh, historic. I built the the Risen Reef, the Young Pyromancer deck, at least the first starting draft of it. Uh, and then I found, then I ran into somebody online that was actually playing it too, and they <laughs> played a card that I was like, oh wait a minute, I should maybe play this card in this deck because uh, if you get to five mana, apparently you can cast this card. That does this card in historic called a Zendikar's Royal. That uh, says whenever a uh, land enters the battlefield under your control, you uh, create a two-two elemental. Uh, oh yeah, and, and that so, card. Yeah, basically any risen reef trigger that gets you a land turns into mm-hmm. another set of risen reef, risen reef triggers if you have like more than one risen reef in play. <laughs> An uncommon from origins. Yeah, I was uh, like three oh, and two green. Yeah, yeah, I was like, oh god, that's kind of dumb. But uh, the big thing that I've been playing, because I've, I've been playing a lot of... I only run into decks like that whenever I'm playing on just unranked play. And I usually mm-hmm. will play unranked play if I'm trying to, like, clean up dailies or whatever. I won't, right. I won't play ranked uh, if I'm trying to clean up dailies, because I expect to lose 90% of the time. Oof, uh, tell me about so, it. So, but uh, I've been playing... Uh, I started... So I got to platinum off of Bantfield... Uh, and then I played for a rank of ban- uh, uh, with uh, Blue Eye Control. Uh, but now that uh, Historic mm-hmm. Jumpstart is out, I play. I started playing Goblins, uh, just Monterey oh Goblins. Uh, and that deck is just absurd. Uh, Muxus Goblin Grandy is just the dumbest magic card in existence. You you very rarely lose uh, when you cast that card. It's, it's that good. So. Well, yeah, it's like, what, five Goblins in one, literally, on the art? Yeah. Well, they're all Muxus. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they are all indeed Muxus. So, but uh, speaking of historic and uh, other formats, and especially older formats, uh, we did have a banned and restricted list update that we mentioned. Yeah, I I can't believe what they did with Pioneer. It's so groundbreaking. By it's earth shattering. It's just an un yeah unbanning yeah, yeah, of Othanissa. Yeah, like uh, R.I.P. Pioneer. So the big thing, the so one of the bigger changes in the format in this banner restricted list was uh, a, was actually in historic. Honestly, historic was like the biggest focus of it. 
uh, because they actually uh, just route outright banned uh, some of the cards that they had suspended. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the bigger ones like were Agent of Treachery, Winota, uh, Fires of Invention, uh, just all straight banned out of being suspensioned. Uh, yep. They didn't even bother suspending Nexus of Fate. They just outright banned it. <laughs> yeah, because it was banned in best of one. Yes. So I, I think the reasoning behind that, I mean, outside, of course, whatever statistical data reasoning, is that from a logistic standpoint, they don't have to give us back a wild card for that because they already did when they banned it in best of one. Yeah, and, and honestly, it's just one of those cards where they were probably just like, look, uh, suspending this is not going to do any good. We know taking it out of the format is going to like make the format better. So mm. just ban it. <laughs> like sadly, yeah, just ban. It. And then they also took a little extra step and they suspended Burning Tree Emissary. And I'm actually pretty happy mm. about that one. Yeah, uh, that card is pretty egregious it, when it comes down to the the Gruel Aggro deck. If you were ever on the draw, uh, and even now, like when you're on the draw against Gruel Aggro. Like, they mm-hmm. can just steamroll you really quickly. Uh, but be- Burning Tree Emissary just made every steamrolly game just that much more steamrolly. Like, oh, they, absolutely. You just, Plus like, it's one of those... be like, oh, Burning sorry, Tree, Burning Tree, Burning... You know, you'd be like, Burning Tree, Burning Tree, uh, like, Pelt Collector, Pelt Collector, or, something, or, you know, something stupid like that. Like, you know, you'd be, yeah. like, able to, like, just dumping a bunch of, of power into play. And then you attack, mm-hmm. and they're like, oh, by the way, Embercleave you. Uh, yeah, you know, and then you just can't do anything. Like you, the control decks have no way of, you know, just straight interacting with that unless you're like playing possibly. Uh, what's the card? Removal spells? Um, no, uh, unless you're playing like Deafening Clarion. But oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. they have access to like heroic intervention and those kind of stupid yep. cards. Uh, but like your normal rafts, like your four mana rafts, like Shatter the Sky are just way too slow. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, so it's just it's really rough. So I'm glad that they took that action. I, it makes it makes the gruel deck a lot slower. Uh, mm-hmm. The gruel deck is still pretty good, but it makes it a lot slower at least. Right, um, and it brings it back down to just an option for aggro decks. What right. we often see when there's cards that are, ooh, this is an auto include in such and such archetype, is that then that archetype for that pillar that strategy. So in this case the aggro decks were all almost always gruel because of this card. Now there's so a lot any of your them. other aggro decks, such as your mono black aggro, uh, goblins now, uh, um, there's the mono mo- white yeah, aggro, the, the mono white life gain aggro deck. Yeah, um, exactly. So those have more room to compete in the steel. aggro archetype. Yeah. Tempered steel. Yeah. So yeah, it's not when you're, when, when there's, I don't want to use the word problems because, I mean, this is just essentially a video game being Magic Arena. But when you go to play against other opponents, if you see three, four, five, six, whatever decks in a week and it's all gruel aggro and they're all doing the same thing, it's not fun. You feel like you're wasting your time. With this, you take it out, you may see a gruel deck, then your next deck may be Vampires, which they're using the Planeswalker Sorn from M20 to... Put the, the 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 ghoul from M twenty one into play and doing some shenanigans, but yeah. that's a whole another topic for another show. But. I've played against Historic Dredge too, actually. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, I, I've played against that too because um, name, names mean things. It's yeah, not really Dredge. It, it's Dredge enough. Like it's it's good enough. Like there there are mill spells and there are creatures that come into play uh, for free. I, 
Uh, yeah. Cause, yeah, because you get um, you get both Narc Amoeba and Silver Smoke Ghoul because you can trigger yeah. Silver Smoke Ghoul really easily with Creeping Chill. Uh, and then it also was the one version I saw was also playing um, Arclight Phoenix uh, so that you could Oof. cast enough spells. And that escape um, uh, mill spell from Theros, that four mana escape mill spell for late game to be able to keep going and stuff like that. Oh. So, so yeah, it's pretty All cool. Right. Uh, like the Merfolk Secret Keeper, uh, whatever its yeah. adventure calf is called. I can't re- never remember. Uh, but I, it's yeah. okay. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. I mean, we can look it up. It was a cool. It was, it was home, a cool but... deck. I played against that, and yeah. um, but uh, like, yeah, there's a ton of variety in the aggro strategies for sure. Uh, like, okay. like uh, even like mono blue tempo. It, you know, the the good old classic right? mono blue tempo from Ixalan. You know, standard. You know, is a deck. Uh, yeah, autumn, autumn's good, deck, and it's good. Like, yeah. <laughs> so that's cool. Um, but, uh, cause you also get like, uh, cool cards like, uh, lofty denial, mm-hmm. uh, which is the one that, um, if, um, you, if, it counter, they, the counter target spell on that, let's say pay one. Uh, but if you control a creature with flying, they have to pay four flying, instead. Pay four. Yeah. yeah and that's, that's Strong. really absurd. So, yeah. But, uh, so yeah. And that, that, so we had that. And then they also, like we said, they unbanned, uh, Oath of Nyssa. And Pioneer, everybody was upset. Pioneer is saved! Everybody was upset, oh, wait, wait a minute. you know, because uh, they yeah. didn't actually do anything to the format that felt substantial. Yeah, uh, and that format's dead. It, D-E-D dead. It feels so dead. Like, the, yeah. somebody posted, like, one of the pictures of, like, I think last weekend's challenges on Moto actually fired. And I say that mm-hmm. real, real, realistically saying actually fired because there have been some weekends where, like, one or two of the challenges of the weekend have not fired. Uh, yeah, I think they're. Uh, they originally set those up to be sixty-four players. Yeah. Now I think they're down to thirty-two, which is a lot more manageable. Yeah. But yeah, when when your format is just legacy too. Yeah, when your format's three combo decks, and the format is supposed to be cards within the last eight years or so of standard, that's a problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really awkward. So, people were really not happy with that. Um, the other, of course, uh, moving on to modern. We had our Astrolabe finally banned in modern. Wait, 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 wait. What, what, what did we, we have, banned in modern? Arkham's Astrolabe. We did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. If we finally did it, we got banned in we, modern. We, we 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 defeated one of the sub bosses. Yeah. Uh, Astrolabe finally banned. Goodbye, Urza Lord. You are high AF artificer. Yeah, You're gone. Yeah. I mean, my 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 boy, uh, John Travolta from Battlefield Earth, Tezzeret, Agent of Bolas, is now reinstated as the artifact master <laughs> in modern. Thank goodness. They're still Tron though. So. Meh. <laughs> uh, that's not really an artifact deck. That's more like a one, two, seven. You're dead. Yeah, but, that's you true. Know. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, so um, a lot of people were pretty happy with that. It seemed. Uh, I think some people were kind of speculating that there could have been an unban because uh, there was all sorts of stuff going around about how like this was possibly legal on Magic Online, and there was this leak about how they were going to also ban like Boggart Harbinger 
uh, and I'm like, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I think it's just good. And I, I could have seen maybe like Uro getting the axe too. Um, oh please! But like Arkham's Astrolabe is is a nice step, uh, I think. Uh, it it is. It's, it's However, fine. I I feel that, I like. There are people that have come around, and I'm not coming around on, on this, but there are people who are saying that this card should be unbanned that are coming around saying, no, it should stay banned because uh, they're seeing what I'm finally seeing on it or what I have always seen on it, I should say. Uh, but I have a feeling that Wizards, if they care about Modern, which as of late I'm really not sure anymore, <laughs> uh, that, that Splinter Twin may be in uh, when, not if, but yeah. honestly... Splinter Twin can die in a fire. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't. I no. don't blame you on that. That take. I. I not care for yeah. the deck either, but uh, yeah. I don't think it'll happen. But, I. I really hope not because it, I mean, if we look at things right now, with Astrolabe gone, the Uro players are scrambling to figure out the proper build to be able to play Snakey Boy that has Death Touch on turn two for the lulls. Right. And play their Uro and all these value cards. I'm a control deck. No, you're not. You're playing a mid-range deck. Stop. Yeah. And, you know, they're, they're doing all this stuff, but now all these, you have your burn decks, you have Jund is up there. Right. Dredge with, uh, with the, the Ghoul is right. up there. Yeah. Um, there's, there's a new version of the Mono Red Prowess deck that's kind of taking a note from Legacy and like, oh, let's add some blue. Hey, look, ta-da, we did it. Yeah. And there's like a, a, a an is it blitz type deck, which just out of nowhere has appeared. So there's like some cool things happening in the format, but we can't play it in paper right now, Joe, because of the pandemic. Yeah. So uh, this is cool that they ban Astrolabe. If Earl continues to become a problem in the format, get out of here. I, I, I want them to still get rid of... Uh, amulet of vigor that way titan decks can go back to be titan and valakut and there's your deck right but outside of that at the moment knock on knock on wood i don't see any quote-unquote problems with the format here in the last week plus or so wait a minute is that really all it's been today's only the yeah as we're recording the 22nd yeah it's only been nine days it feels like three weeks right um <laughs> but so. yeah so I, uh, I got my fingers crossed that maybe there'll be some people out there excited about the format and brewing, even though they can only use uh, cards on Magic Online or, or right. card rental services and things like that. So here's hope. Yeah. And then uh, finally, the other last format that was touched on this one was Popper. And yeah. thank God that they finally banned something out of the Tron decks. Uh, they, <laughs> did, they did ban uh, Expedition Map. Uh, and they yeah. also banned Mystic Sanctuary, which, thank God, there is yeah. no reason that card should have ever been common. Like, dear <sighs> God, it's obnoxious. Like, I I get, with, with Mystic Sanctuary, I get why they put Island on it. I finally realized this the other day. I get why they put Island on it, and I get why they put it in a common. They want people to have it, so that way, later on in the game, during draft or sealed these formats that last a long time mm. no, they don't they last usually a few weeks and then people stop playing them because like all right i figured it all out uh let's move on to the next thing but their whole point is in turn one you're not really going to have a one drop in uh limited environments 
So you're going to have it in play tapped. Later on, you will eventually have three islands in play. That and other basic islands from the land station. Right. Oh, cool. Maybe I drafted a second one. Now I can play this and get a crucial removal spell back to break up the board state and get in there. Right. So yeah. that that's my thinking on it. And I'm like, oh, that kind of makes sense. Yeah. But they, what happens is they're so focused on formats that have very little shelf life, in this case, sealed and draft, that they don't see the problems with competitive play. And we, we have these situations happen. Luckily, this card is not being played in standard because people would have a fit every time. I'm like, huh, man, if I only had a Shatter the Sky. Yeah. Oh, put this Mystic Sanctuary in play. Right. Hit hit Drawn to Fairy somewhere. Right. Play Shatter right. the Sky. You right. know. And uh, now I said that. Now, now you're just ether, making me so want to play. Happen. Now, as I say, now you're saying that you just make me want to play it. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Right. So I I get why Popper players wanted this card, and especially Expedition Map, even though Tron will still be an issue. They wanted those cards gone. I've not played Popper in a long time, but even when I played Popper years ago, Tron was still a problem. Oh yeah, it's uh, been a problem for a long time. Yeah, um, honest, just, honestly, hope... my, my take on this was that they should have just outright, like, just just cut the, the head off the, you know, immediately. Just ban Ghostly Flicker. Just ban Ephemerate. Like, get them out of yeah. the format. Like, they're not fun. Uh, There's still I, that get whole it. thing where you can, you know, infinitely loop, you know, your opponent not ever having a combo step. Yeah. Uh, or or a, combat, no, a, a combat step. A combat yeah, step yeah, with, yeah, with um, Stonehorn Dignitary. Um, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Stone like, there's still those things in in the format where you can just be like, sure. I can ephemerate my Stonehorn Dignitary, and then I'm going to rebound ephemerate my Archaeomancer and get back my my ephemerate, and yeah. like, and then I'm going to cast ephemerate on my Stonehorn Dignitary. And you're just never going to win because I'm just going to keep doing this, and I, I I dislike that a lot. It makes the format not so fun for me, and. But I haven't had fun you're, with the format right. for a long time, so... Uh. You're, you're right. I, I totally get it. It's like, because when I played, I played a blue-black uh, control deck. Uh, it was just as a uh, mystic... Yeah, you on. mystical teachings. Not, yeah, yeah I, I played the teachings deck, right? Um, so there's not really room for non-creature strategies to play in this format. So uh, blue-white decks have to resort to some type of blank type of strategy. Uh, so it, it, there's a way that they could minimize it in some way or de- develop a card in common that may not be as strong as one of those pieces and then get rid of the card that's too powerful or whatever, Yeah. perhaps. But if you do too much to the format, then Popper just becomes this Zerg fest where you just build this giant board state, crash into your opponent two or three or four times and cool uh we're all bloodied um i won and we still have 35 minutes left in the round like i do still kind of want to build uh, (laughs) man that would be the deck deck i would almost speaking oh speaking of elves the fact that i can log on to arena and if i wanted to build an elf deck i i can play i can uh play crater hoof behemoth and there's that um Oh god, what's that card from War of the Spark where you can search for a creature 
uh, and if X is ten or more, your dudes get trampled or some uh, crazy finale of devastation. Yeah, I could search for it with finale of devastation, and there's enough mana dorks, thanks to elvish arch druid, to where you it's like play, oh, I just, just play tap them in my lands. Instead. Play what? You just play transmogrify instead. <laughs> oh, oh, well, sure, but I mean. Okay, well, Imperius Perfect does actually make elf tokens, so you could do that. But yeah, I mean, yeah. El- elves is very good, honestly. That's another aggro deck that's also very good oh, in historic. Man. Uh, and because Hoof they're, is only they're my, in historic. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and they're my favorite fantasy uh, fantasy race, or yeah. elves. El- elves is certainly good. Like, it's actually pretty mm-hmm. decent. So Yeah. But, uh you know, I, I think the thing is, it, just to remember, is, like, no matter what uh, it seems like, uh, Simic is still busted. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, it is. So, so there's um, lots of busted Simic crap. Uh, we're still, oh. but here's the funny thing. So there's lots of busted Simic crap, but yet in Legacy, we're like, eh, okay, sure. Um, Snow seems to be, have, like, died off as a deck. Yeah, uh, and but, there are decks that are playing, doing well in Legacy that are like, huh? Why is I don't understand? Like, so uh, it's kind of neat uh, yeah. to have seen Legacy kind of go through this um, this period of adjustment. Uh, and I, I I had I had an article last week about that had a bunch of various Legacy people weigh in on, mm-hmm. you know, whether or not they think, you know, because cause the, the ban and restricted list, obviously, you know, the update, you know, even though we all knew it wasn't going to have anything to do with Legacy, you know, a week beforehand, right. everybody get, get back to talking about Legacy and about talking about, you know, Arkham's Astrolabe and Oko and Uro and all these other cards. And, uh, mm-hmm. like, a lot of the people are like, deck's not doing that good. Like, so why would we ban this card right now when this deck is doing awful and it's not even doing the format? There's a, there's a way for it to be done. And Ian Duke opened that door for us, Joe. Yeah. Let, let, let me hip this to our viewers at home. And I quote, this is from the July 13th ban and restricted article at the end of the modern section, explaining why Astrolabe was banned. We're keeping an eye on Ockram's Astrolabe for, in uh, legacy for similar reasons that being the information paragraph prior to this yeah, one yeah. although at present the play rates and win rates of Arkham's Astrolabe decks don't warrant action we're aware of concerns among the legacy community on this point but want to be consistent with our philosophy of only resorting to bands when a card or deck reaches problematic win rates that can't be solved by natural metagame forces so what I took out of this was if we all play Arkham's Astrolabe decks, eventually a portion of us will win. So those win rates will inflate. The number of decks where it's appearing will inflate and they'll have to take action and ban it. So everybody play Arkham's Astrolabe and you can all be in on the joke of how this podcast was created. (laughs) The problem with that is that the decks aren't good. That's that's the biggest issue with it is the decks aren't actually that good. Uh, I thought they were hot garbage from jump. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. like they. I mean, there was a point where like the four color um, non red snow uh, deck, like the the uh. the bugs splashing white 
uh, for like Swords of Plowshares and that sort of thing was really good. Blah. Like that was a good deck, uh, and uh, that there was a there was that period of time was right in between the breach ban after the breach ban and before companions yeah. kind of thing. And then companions mm-hmm. came in and kind of screwed up that entire thing. So we never really got to see whether or not that deck was going to stay the best deck or not. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like since since this, like things have kind of like normalized, and now we've got like these situations where like rug delver is like the big thing, uh, and and honestly, it it's looking like. Like, everybody's, like, complaining about, like, uh, you know, who's saying, well, you know, maybe if they banned Arkham's Astrolabe, Oko wouldn't be that big of an issue. Well, it's not actually true, and that's because if you look at the real, the numbers on it, uh, Oko is seeing a lot more play in Delver than it is in non-Delver. Now, that changed a lot Mm -hmm. this past week. Uh, This past week, it shifted back again where non-Delver Okos were, like, much greater quantities than Okoed than Delver Okos. Uh, but, like, honestly, the biggest issue, I think, with the format right now, uh, and I don't think anything really needs to change right now, but I think the card that could go uh, eventually uh, would end up having to be Veil of Summer. Uh, and I, and oh, I think yeah. it's mainly because if you look at the, the numbers of Veil of Summer, uh Veil of Summer sees play in Fairdex, but the most play that Veil of Summer sees play in is in combo decks. Uh, and it's seeing play as a way to uh, proactively protect combo uh, is basically what it's being seen, seen play as. So I, I have a feeling that eventually Veil is probably the card that needs to go. And at that point, like Oko becomes a lot less of an issue. Uh, and a little bit easier to deal with because you can't veil typical good removal spells that that level against Oko. Uh, so your like abrupt decays and your assassins trophies, like you can't like veil those, uh, you know, to protect your Oko. Uh, so it's one of those things where, like, it it's probably a good idea for it to happen eventually, uh, but like. The other thing is, like, the the conversation also doesn't really generally include cards like Dreadhorde Arcanist. Uh, And I think more people should talk about Dreadhorde Arcanist uh, because a lot of people tend to hand-wave that card uh, because it's a Delver card, you know? And a lot of people tend to hand-wave, oh, this is good good 2019 design, and uh, I'm sitting back here looking, (laughs) I'm like, have you played with this card? Like, this card's really absurd. Like, it's... Kind of, it's yeah. pretty much responsible for how good Delver is right now. Let, let's put let's put that card in a format that that's ignored mostly. But let's put that card in a format where there's all the cheap spells, right. where you have ponder, preordain, brainstorm, uh, brainstorm. brainstorm. I mean, really, we we, Berser- we know that the real Berserk. problem is you know is brainstorm and fetch lands. Like we know, like oh you know, sure, we, we know, sure. like it's. It's not yeah. like it's a real, like, <laughs> you know, head turner to be like, yeah, maybe Brainstorm and Fetchlands are really awful, but guess what? That's legacy. <laughs> you know, that's I, legacy. I don't see, I don't see them as awful because, uh, sure, you may be changing the board state, but no creatures are dying. I, and I, think, I think what it boils nope. down to is 
the fact that Brainstorm, if we were to print Brainstorm today, it would get banned in a heartbeat. Like, it, it would. It gets, it's so transgressive. Uh, yeah. It would get banned in a heartbeat. Uh, no question about it. We give it a pass because it's custom oh. old. But it's also sure. part of the identity of the format is that people really like casting Brainstorm. And so, yeah, it's yeah, fun. That's that, that's unless there's a Chalison one. Yeah, well, yeah, unless there's a Chalison one. But, uh, but I mean, <laughs> see, the, so my, my thing about the format right now is that I think the format is uh, like, I don't think we're at a point where we need to actually do anything about anything right now because everything kind of seems to be in a, in a position where it's kind of rock, paper, scissors every weekend in all the challenges. It, it is. And that's great. That's where you want a metagame it, to be, where different things are capable of doing well. And there's sure. kind of a natural push and pull in the metagame. So mm-hmm. Rugdelver was really, really good for one weekend, uh, which was like last weekend. Last weekend, Rugdelver was insane. It was everywhere. It was, it was just all over the place. Mm-hmm. This week, not so much. People are playing decks that kind of prey on Delver. Uh, the, one of the winners of the one of the challenges over the weekend was playing Cloudpost. Yes. Like, I was like, okay, cool. Like, nice. here's here's Eldrazi post. That's fantastic. Like, you know, uh, Hogak, you know, is doing good again. Like, and that's just because Oof. like Hogak's actually pretty good against Delver because uh, they can't. Uh, a little bit, yeah. <laughs> they can't. They can't very easily deal with an eight eight trampler. Uh, and right. like the having like the combo kill. Like at, with that Hogak has like is also really really absurd as well. So, yeah, it's there's you know, like and both variants of Hogak like they're both the Jund and like the Bug variants of Hogak are like both doing like really well. Um, you know, well, so Esper Vile Esper Vile's a really good deck. Uh, yes, no, right. there was a couple snow decks last weekend. Ninjas, ninjas. Okay. We are in a format where ninjas is good. Like, where where's where's Soldier Stompy then? Uh, like, let's just get that God. in there. Soldier Stompy is not good. I don't think right now. Because uh, sure. I think there's there's better Stompy decks. Uh, if I was gonna play yeah. a Stompy deck that played creatures, I'd play Winota. Like because oh know, yeah, that's just like that that is like Soldier Stompy on like steroids. Where they're like, by the way, I'm gonna attack and you're dead. <laughs> like, but uh, but like, here's the thing. Like, I, I had to point. I, I pointed this out at some point. I was like, Goblins is a good deck again. Like, it is legitimately mm-hmm. scary to look at a turn one Goblin lackey again. What right, needs to deck? have all these decks? <laughs> right, we have all these decks though, like Goblins and Ninjas and, and all, all these Elves is good again. More, yeah, more or less fair decks. But it's in a format where Lightning Bolt really isn't that great of a removal spell. Uh, I, I, so, I disagree with that because Rugdelver is a good deck. Sure. And, like, and, and, but and, and I'm, there are obviously four Lightning Bolt decks. Like, c- com- Compared to Modern, Lightning Bolt has less of an impact on Legacy than it does on Modern. So when it comes down to trying to find ways around Veil of Summer... You know, unfortunately, you can't use any black removal, which is a lot better in Legacy than it is in Modern. Yeah. Well, and, that, and that's so, why you have cards like Pyroblast and like Red Elemental Blast. Yeah, dealing with but I like mean, Coco. how how much can the format kind of hold together, relying on uh, Swords to Plowshares, Pyroblast, and Red Elemental Blast? Like, I actually think is anybody playing? I actually think Plow was in a worse place than it has been. In some time, sure, yeah, because yeah, I mean, you're you're giving life, which 
you're not wanting to really yeah, do that, and, especially and the, when some of these decks are playing five fives. Yeah, well, in the Delver decks, like the inci- like they're already like incidental life game because of Oko. Right, that, it, giving them life is kind of awkward, uh, but like they're also they also have good answers against um, like the snow decks and stuff now too out of the sideboard because they get to play cards like Clothis. Uh, and Clothis mm-hmm. is just really, really good against Snow, uh, because like mm-hmm. you, just, you play Clothis, they can't interact with it. It's never going to be a creature, uh, and right. like now you have a persistent effect that is going to like, oh, you have an Uro, I'm going to eat Uro, like, and you know, yeah. drain it, you, you know. It's like a it's like a better pyrostatic pill, right? Yeah, yeah. So, but I I don't know. I think the format's fine right now. I think we're in an okay spot where. Things are just moving back and forth, uh, and yeah. yeah, there's Simic cards that are still dumb in the format. But that at the same time, when when Spell Stutter Sprite and Yuriko the Tiger Shadow are playable Magic cards <laughs> in a Legacy format, I can't feel bad about that. Like this deck, the deck is playing Murderous Cut. Like what? <laughs> What? Yeah. What? Okay. All right. Because I was going to ask about another kind of delvish card. Actually, it does have delve. Uh, Magmatic sinkhole. That, is anybody playing that, that card? That sees play occasionally, uh, and, and occasionally okay. it's usually in Delver. Uh, uh, well, but uh, anywhere outside of Delver, I should say. I have not played against uh, a lot of decks that play it in Legacy. I know it sees a lot more play in Vintage. Uh, okay, and and that's just simply because uh, vintage has a little bit more space for playing a lot more delve spells. Uh, so, Hash, hashtag and vintage. Yeah. Uh, now I don't know. I don't think. Um, yeah, Strifo's not playing it in his deck. He's playing more of like uh, punishing fire. So shout out, shout mm. out to Chase Hansen and Strifo for continuing to play oh. punishing fire and Dak Faden in 2020 because that's. Yeah, you know, that's super cool. Of course, he's now on a oh. he's now on a Yorion version of his deck. Okay. <laughs> uh, so you know he gets you know he has he's he is playing Astrolabe, uh, but he gets like Uro. He, play, he the dude plays four Uros because <laughs> well, he really likes the, the card, and I I have to well, respect there, him for he, the fact that he plays cards he likes. Like, well, there's a thing for sticking with certain cards or archetypes throughout years and taking new cards and just adding to them and altering, still staying within your archetype, not completely abandoning it and all. I think a lot of us magic players can really learn from something like that because uh, typically speaking, we switch so much from one deck to the next. Heck during a cycle of a set's release, just one set say, well, well just, uh, Oh, of course, that's probably a bad option. But let's just say with uh, uh, when Guilds of Ravnica was released, right? So the format uh, that sets released, the format starts, and everybody's on whatever deck. Let's just say like uh, Jeskai Drakes. Before before we even get to Ravnica Allegiance, suddenly Jeskai Drakes is bad. Why? There's been no new cards added. So people look too hard, I think, on win-loss or maybe there's an issue with card evaluation or maybe even just listening to bad advice. could be a combination of any of the things where we give up too much where if you stick with, hey, I like Dak Baden and Punishing Fire, so I'm going to add Grove of the Burn Willows with this blue-red Planeswalker card and build a deck around it 
and you just slowly over time change that archetype but you're you've mastered the key cards you want to play so much that you get every little value out of it and that's why i think people are missing yeah i mean chase just he's he's such a good player uh and Mm -hmm. he just he really he also really tries like a lot of cards that like people may be like i don't know about this card and then he's like look i like this card i'm gonna play it and lo and behold it looks Mm -hmm. good uh, like he was one of the first people to really pick up on cling to dust uh, in legacy and oh, okay. he plays three cling to dust in his main deck like and it's fantastic wow. I mean he loves it wow. he loves it and it's just a really good card uh, it's just super value uh, so Man, holy cow yeah like, it's it's great I for, I forgot about this yeah, card. it's great like he plays um, you know, he plays multiple copies of Drown on the Lock. Like, you know, he's playing, <laughs> you know, it's just, it's a really interesting deck. Like, so, yeah, I, I got to give him props for that. Uh, but I think, I think, like I said, I think Legacy's like, totally okay right now. I think we're just going to, you know, keep, you know, going on. I'm still keeping track of stuff, but honestly, like, the if anything, the data really just proves that Veil of Summer is probably just awful uh, more than it does Astrolabe. Uh, so. Yeah, but you, you, you know what else is going to be awful here in about I don't know a few months. Syndicate rising. Uh, well, not not that said. Which, by the way, for those uh, watching at home, uh, we'll get our quote first look of that this weekend. Yeah, I saw I that. Guess, I was uh, like, what? Ma- <laughs> yeah, Marrow uh, Mark Rosewater is going to be on some type of convention podcast. I, I don't know if it's a Gen Con or some other convention. Gen Con's a not streaming thing. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. but uh, watch watch the internet. There'll be some. I'm sure there'll probably be a card or two, and there'll be a, a corresponding article with right. just uh, maybe a mechanic or whatever. But anyway, speaking of Gen Con, but speaking of Gen Con, yes. Uh, did you see yeah, yeah. about the fact that they are doing an online thing this year? Uh, but they are also doing magic events for this online thing. Yeah, yeah. I, I noticed that. And, uh, something we didn't have in the yeah. show notes just kind of came up yeah. in conversation. But yeah, where I guess if you register, you get like a god account for these eternal formats yeah. that you have registered yeah. to play. Yeah, they're going to have an actual and, and you... legacy and vintage championships. Uh, and mm-hmm. uh, if you register to get into those, you have to go 4 0 in one of the prelim events that they're going to have mm-hmm. throughout the weekend. Uh, and if you register for one of the prelim events, you get a token that puts every a copy a non-tradable copy of every card on Magic Online in your account for the duration yep. of the week and through the duration of the event. So you can spend that whole week playing any deck in Legacy, uh, any deck in Vintage, uh, and mm-hmm. in to be able to prepare for this event. Uh, and then you can play in your prelim and play in like the challenge, the championship if you get into the championship. Uh, but mm-hmm. just the fact that like they're like, hey, like if you ever really wanted to learn how to play Legacy or how to play Finish for twenty four dollars to get into this prelim, here, you can, and I think that's really cool. I'm I'm excited. I hope they do something similar for Eternal Weekend if they do if they're gonna do Eternal Weekend online this year. Uh, I hope. I well, hope it's it sounds similar. like. Oh yeah, it sounds like you just push a button and give you the account. Uh, it's it's so not an account. It's like it's, I, it's, uh, as it was explained well, to me, it's you get a token. Yeah, you get yeah. you get a token. You you put a code in in the store, 
you get a code. Mm-hmm. You put a code in the store, and uh, it when you it gives you a token that when you open it, it drops everything into your account. Uh, okay. And then that stuff has a time limit, and it goes away, and you can't trade any of it. Right, but it sounds like it's just easy to make. Yeah. is yeah. what I'm getting at. It's, it's so, such a cool idea you know, that I hope we see it. More oh yeah, for more of these. Uh, like events that Wizards is involved with, because obviously, you know, Wizards is going to be involved in this because it's you know all through Magic Online, and uh, it's pastime events, which is one of their you know tos that they've used in the past for things. Uh, well, well, here's the thing: it, it, it's what twenty four dollars, and you get it, you have it like at least a week ahead of time, right? Yeah. So from that point, you get it. Up until the event, or until whenever you have to turn it, whenever the the, the uh, carriage turns back into a pumpkin, and you don't have these cards anymore, assuming you have the money in order to do that, you can build a modern deck and just grind out leagues and get your four ones and five O's, sell those for tickets, put that towards building a, a modern deck on Moto, and go nuts. Right, or you can like. Oh, I want to play. I want to play. You know, vintage and legacy, but I never really. Uh, you know, right. I want to play an actual deck, but I don't want. I don't want to have to like buy it or rent it. And uh, yep. you know, I want to be able to kind of figure out the format for twenty four dollars. You can just get into those formats and like learn how to play them. Like, yeah, that's cool. Like, I think it's neat. So, but yeah, so we should probably talk about double masters. Uh, uh dude, we well first before we do that, I, I do want to mention real briefly that uh because in the banner restricted announcement they mentioned that there was this note on standard and we're looking at growth spiral and the format's going to rotate anyway, folks. Growth spiral is not the problem. Cause see what's going to happen when growth spiral and all those cards leave the format, we're still going to have the following cards. We're still going to have Teferi Master of Time. Which isn't quite the problem as Growth Spiral, but listen to the other cards and you'll understand where I'm going. Uro, Titan of Nature's Wrath. Uh, Jorel uh, Mul- Mulnvali. I'm going to butcher that like Evan Irwin. Monvali Recluse. And Frantic Inventory. Now, see what happens when you put Jorel into play. Whenever you draw your second card each turn. Create a 2-2 cat creature token. Then, uh, for 4 and 2 green, until end of turn, creatures you control have base power toughness XX, where X is the number of cards in your hand. So, granted, it's not dealing with lands, but instead of putting additional lands into play, which Uro will do that for you just fine, you're drawing a bunch of cards with frantic inventory, the fixed version of of accumulated knowledge, where for one, a blue, and instant speed, you draw a card, then draw a card for each copy of Frantic Inventory in your graveyard. To Fairy Master of Time, his plus uh, one ability allows you to draw a card and you can activate his uh, abilities at instant speed. So when you cast your first Frantic Inventory, uh, if you haven't cast it yet, but you can cast Frantic Inventory and then activate To Fairy if you haven't drawn your second card on your opponent's turn making a 2-2 cat. So instead of just a bunch of land into play, there's going to be a bunch of, you're going to ramp into a bunch of cats. And then you're going to have enough mana to, oh, all my creatures are five, five base 5-5 five, because five, I have five cards in my hand and kill you or whatever. So 
Simic is going nowhere, folks. I, I hate to tell you that. Yeah, so it's like keep an eye out. Uh, ha do whatever you need to do. Boycott Wizards. No, not that. But do whatever you need to do on, on Twitter to make your voices heard. Simic is going nowhere. And it's going to be frustrating. And we're all... We're going back to Zendikar, and they're going to do it right. We're going to get landfall. We're, it's going to be Indiana Jones adventure and all this stuff, but it's going to be dominated by another bleeping Simic deck. I, that's just my thoughts. I, I foresee it happening. Uh, but anyway, yeah, let we're an hour into our episode. Let's talk about Double Masters, because I, I think that's probably what our episode is going to be. It's going to be double the length, maybe, at, at this yeah, point. I don't know, but... What, what are you liking from Double Masters so far, Joe? Um, nothing? I, I mean, I, I don't... Hey, same! <laughs> I don't really... I don't know. I, I have this whole thing where I feel kind of disconnected from this spoiler season in general. Yeah. I'm kind of looking at it and going, okay, yeah, yeah. And then I'm reminded Paper Magic doesn't exist. Uh, and then I'm there, reminded that ugh. I don't really buy paper cards that much anyways. Uh, so I'm like, yeah. meh, okay. There's some cool, like... Uh, you know, alt art, you know, things going on here. Uh, I like that they're doing that kind of stuff. I think they're neat. Uh, I, I still sure. like showcase art. Like, I still think it's cool. Like, that they're... It, it does. Know. It looks cool. There's a bunch of them now. Like, I, I can see eventually people can have cubes right. of nothing but showcase art, which yeah. would be really awesome. Like, it's cool that they're but giving like, people, like, all of these, you know, things... Uh, I think it's great that they're yeah. reprinting some of the um, the commanders from like uh, Commander twenty sixteen. Um, yeah, now now you give me a non foil Brea Wizards right, of the Coast. Yeah, Thanks, Brea thank you. Attracts uh, uh, that sort of thing, and there's uh, you know showcase art for like Atraxa. I'm assuming that there might be a showcase art for Brea too that I, we haven't seen yet. I don't I don't know. Um, Which is weird. She was uh, she was previewed. Uh, Blake wrote an article with her as in a commander deck. I would think that would have been the opportunity to be like, uh, OBTD up here's showcase Brea, which I'm sure that, we'll see it that would have blown point. the doors yeah, off. But I'm sure we'll see yeah, it at we, some point. yeah, they, they might be saving it. I don't it, know. It seems like such a such a card that you would probably want to have a showcase of, like cool, you know, legendary that people would want to have a you know a alternate art copy of, you know, that sort of thing. Uh, I will admit right. that the alternate, the the showcase art of exploration is just absolutely beautiful. Like, yeah, oh I yeah, just, there, I, there's I, a lot I, of sweet art. I mean, Mark Mark Pool, just man. <laughs> I just that I, dude. I cannot believe how good he is. I just I was just like, oh, he, so. And he is such a cool dude. Oh like, yeah, he is. Yeah, I, he's excellent. Uh, back back in the before times when when we could actually go to events in, in person and play uh, these digital objects in this unique uh, medium called paper um, and play them in front of another person that we're looking at instead of a computer screen uh, Mark Poole was uh, some of the or one of the artists at some of the last events I went to and he is such a cool dude you could have a conversation with him. And then six months later, find him at another event and pick up where you left off. Like, that is a good human. I, oh, man. I miss, I miss live events, Joe. I really do. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, yeah. But no, like, the, all these cool showcase, if you're trying to find out where you can find all these cool showcase arts, 
you can find them in VIP boosters, which will cost you about a hundred bucks. And in these VIP boosters, you can find like all sorts of cool foils and, and stuff like that. And your showcase cards will be rares unless they're upshifted the rare for the showcase version, but they're actually commons or uncommons. So your quote unquote value that you're going to be getting for your hundred bucks may not actually be there when you add up the retail value of the cards in the pack. So happy loot boxing, everybody. Yeah. I'm not sure how I feel about that. I have no, I think that's just one of those things where I just have to remember that, uh, that product is not for me and I just don't care. Yes. So, you know, it's like uh, whatever. Like I, I don't, I don't want to say I don't care. Cause if I say I don't care, then that means I don't care about others. Like it, that, that's at least my take. Like I know it's not for me because here's my thing. In modern, I play with original pack foils, meaning that whatever booster pack it was in, if I open it up, that's the first time that was foil made available to everybody that can buy that pack. That that's that. For example, Lightning Bolt would its first pack foil was Magic 2010, uh, and so on and so forth. That that's kind of my shtick, my being on brand or whatever. In Legacy, I play with the oldest printing of a card that I can affordably obtain and get that signed by the artist. So I ha I may have a beta uh, basic island signed by Mr. Mark Poole, but I have a revised Tundra, not a beta Tundra because I can't afford it. That, <laughs> that's a good be. So yeah. if you're in, like, all these reprints, when I look for reprints, I'm like, cool, they've reprinted, like, they uh, reprinted Trinisphere. And Double right. Masters, meaning the Dark Steel version, which I would like to have, is going to go down in price. Maybe not a lot, <laughs> but enough to where enough to where I could finish off my playset of that, or maybe even get a second playset. So when the next Hildebrandt uh, signing comes around, I can send off my excess copy, get that signed while still having a playset to play with instead of waiting for those cards to come back. Because sometimes sending cards off to an artist even through their agent, can take three, four, five, six months, sometimes longer, especially during a, a global pandemic, for those cards to come back and you're not playing those cards. The meta may change or whatever the case may be. So, you know, I, I know this is kind of hashtag first world problems, but like for me and what I do, like this is going to make it more affordable for me having these reprints around for someone who may have not been around uh, during Dark Steel or may not have thought about picking up any of those cards, this may be their first experience with that card, opening it in Double Masters. So that's kind of cool too. So yeah. I'm, I don't I'm know. hoping that this is a little bit for everybody, but it's too expensive to draft, which is where Wizards focuses on too damn much. Yeah. I will I will give I will give this this at this. They are reprinting Tron Lands. Uh yeah, and the cool, um, you know, panorama bit of the Tron Lands is neat. Uh, Mark mm -hmm. Keaton is is actually just good at magic art, and so that's that's fantastic. Very. Uh, I will admit that he is owning the Karn. Uh, Karn looks like he stepped on a Lego, uh, but <laughs> he is he is absolutely owning the Karn uh, in, in every way. Uh, and it's just Has, hilarious to see him be like, yeah, I get it. Like, the Karn is a thing. Like, I think it's funny. I'm just going to... It's goofy. I'm just going to own it. Yeah. Like, and you're just like, huh, okay, Car uh, you know, uh, Mark Teton. Like, he's like, 
he posted on his like update his profile picture says i'm totally owning karn's face yes his mouth opens he's happy as hell to get out of phyrexia <laughs> and i'm just like okay <laughs> even had, even mark has, is like yeah buddy i did that <laughs> So that's awesome. Has anybody animated Karn yet? Oh God, I don't know. Because that that's the that's the evolution of the beam, right? You you, ha- you find an image that's funny, you paste it everywhere. Now you have to animate it. Yeah. Like so, I'm, I hope someone's working on that. Like one of my favorites, one of my favorite templates I've seen going around is where uh, Blue Karn is entering the Krusty Krab. <laughs> I lost it. I was so good. But um, back to the panorama. What sucks though is with what was done with the art on that is that it was zoomed or cropped to where the Karn part doesn't quite fit with the yeah, Tron layers. Yeah, it doesn't. Yeah, and it's like you have to look oh, at the so whole frustrating. thing to actually see it. Yeah, right. It's cool. Um, but if you start on the left, you see the the ridges that you would see on Strip Mine. So yeah. I don't know, yeah. Joe. I think that's cool. That's a great throwback. Like it's just there. Uh, yeah. Apparently, if you really look very closely at it, like. That all the art like there is like tons of those oh yeah like, and, and, that's, I, and that's cool i i do like that and i i hope that there's gonna be a playmat of it um just, just something but man like uh, again i'm not gonna get these cards i want to get eighth edition foiltron lands because again <laughs> go, rewind about five minutes ago and i will explain again why but those who don't have like there are people who or like, you know what? I don't care about uh, showcase Jace the Mind Sculptor or showcase Dark Confidant, which I I really dig the art on that because it reminds me of Green Worm Tongue and King Theoden from Two Towers. Right. That that was kind of that's what I got from the art. But anyway, um, there are people who are like, please give me your showcase Tron lands because people want to play Tron. They want to make it look cool or different or unique or whatever. Now, like, now I think, be now I think here, here we can do foil versions of them. Yeah. So here, I, here, I think what we can do now is you can have, uh, antiquities, uh, you can have, uh, what fourth, fifth edition or whatnot. You could have the eighth edition ones. Chronicles and chronic. Well, yeah. Chronicles. Yeah. Well, now Chronicles is going to have the same art as, is it the key here is to get different art. Okay. Oh no 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 so, no no. So, See, I, I uh, so you start with I, antiquities. I, you start uh, with antiquities, and then you go to like sure. fourth fifth edition, uh, and then you go to like eighth <laughs> edition ones, which are the ones that were reprinted in this one, the, the art that was reprinted in this one for the regular, uh, and then you get these showcase yeah. ones, <laughs> and now you're just like, look, all four of my Tron lands, all my Tron lands have different art for every one, and I can just be that guy. Because uh, I'm awful. Why, why? Why would you want to be that guy, Joe? Because nobody cares. And if I'm, if I may quote a famous Jedi, it is so uncivilized. <laughs> <laughs> now here, here, here's my only issue with the showcase art so far. Uh, yes. We uh, get Jace the Mind Sculptor, and they can't give him new art. Yeah, that that Come was kind of messed on, up. It's like guys, give Jace some new <laughs> art already. How many times are we going to sit here and look at Jace holding the arcane script word of Jund right. <laughs> uh, over and over and over again? Now, like, I will give him, I will give him the, um, uh, the alternate art uh, sneak attack. Mark Zug. Oh, my the God. The alternate art sneak like attack I, is just fantastic. Like, so I, I the, looked at that, and I'm like, 
they're, they're sitting around a campfire. I'm like, oh, my God, they're about to get eaten. Like, I didn't notice the, the dragon right away. And I'm right. like, oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, or, like, Cyclonic Rift. Like, Cyclonic Rift looks really, really good. Yeah. Uh, the showcase promo. There's a showcase. Did you see the... Un- well, Did you see the Academy Ruins? Yeah, I did. I saw the Academy Ruins. That's really pretty. Oh. Uh, Council's yeah. oh, Judgment. Man. Council's Judgment looks amazing. Um, yeah, Council's Judgment reprint. Look at that. Yeah, that card definitely needed a reprint, honestly. Like, it yeah. was just one of those cards where, like, it hasn't been printed since its original printing. Probably needed yep. a reprint. Um, so. Speaking of which, uh, the, hopefully those are coming back from uh, Kev Walker signing soon. Because nice. it would be nice to slide those into some death and taxes in Legacy. Yee-yee. You mean the, the deck that's not good anymore in Legacy? Oh, no, it's perfectly fine. The, the best Aether Vile deck in Legacy is no longer Death and Taxes, I hate to say. It's, tell you that. <laughs> it's Goblins. Goblins is the best Aether Vile deck oh, oh, in Legacy. That. Absolutely. And, and see, that's the that, that's the problem with doing this, is by the time I get to a point where I have my cards and they're they're signed or I'm ready to... I, I have extra copies while I'm waiting for the signed ones to get back and I'm ready to play. It's like um, the, the meta shifted, dude. Like that, that, that deck's gonna get stomped. It's like, but, 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 so that that's the frustrating bit, and that's why I just pull out Dredge and just pup stop people, uh, and then <laughs> and then then I have forty five minutes left in the fifty minute match. Yeah, because it it goes kill you. Oh, you ley lined game three. Uh, I bloop your ley line and kill you. Right. Now I have like all the time in the world to. Play Hello Kitty Island Adventure or whatever yeah, until yeah, the next Hello round Kitty starts. Island Adventure. No. I do like. I, I, will, I will admit um, that I do also do really like the um, the fact that we're getting like new bordered uh, unhinged lands. Like that's really cool. Yeah. Like, yeah. I still have a feeling that the most exp- probably the most expensive, my guess, most expensive showcase art is probably still going to be just Mana Crypt, like. That is just yeah. though that is really good looking, and I'm sure man, that man. that in foil is going to be ridiculous. So. Do you remember when a foil mana crypt from I think it was Eternal Masters, Eternal Masters was yeah. maybe a hundred? Yeah, it's maybe a hundred bucks. And I mean, I feel like at that time anybody that wanted one should have just bought one, because now mm-hmm. like <laughs> normal mana crypts like went up eventually to like two hundred something. Like, yeah, so, yeah, that card's done. So. Yeah, a little, little absurd. Yeah. Um, but I do expect prices to come down. I I think um, uh, I actually have seen uh, World Wake Jason Mind Sculptors come down to about 75 or so for, for non-foils. So if you need them for some casual or some EDH decks, because th- those things can be completely exclusive, um, you know, wait a couple weeks, wait for the set to come out and get into circulation. Uh, I I think if they hit sixty, start buying. Uh, the the old the old copies. I mean, I'm not MTG finance, as I mean guy. Um, but uh, you know, when I start seeing good deals like that, where it's like, oh, this card went from twenty five to a hundred and over and stayed there for like a decade. Now it's down to like sixty bucks because they reprinted a bunch, and it's in a format that people wanted in, and it's just okay you know so it's like eh, you know maybe i want to rebuild an old standard deck and have that to just 
goof off slash battle with or whatever. Or I need it for an EDH deck. I can pick up a couple copies for a couple decks or whatever. So yeah, th th this is what these sets, these masters and reprint sets do for someone like me who is already enfranchised. I don't want to buy as much as I want to. I want to support my local game store so much. I, I I go and get the originals. I don't buy the the newer product. Right now, I and I I think. Like I think my biggest issue with this set really just ends up being um, that it it's just it seems like there are like a lot of reprints from like other master sets that we've already had pretty recently, like mm -hmm. the uh, Ultimate Masters especially. Like there are a lot of the cards in here that are from <sighs> Ultimate Masters, uh, and I'm yeah. just like, eh, like okay, I get it, but like come on, like yeah, but. Also, what's up with the bad timing lately? Like, Ultimate Masters, what's kind of just dumped on us right as everybody's either already bought or in the middle of buying Christmas presents for friends and family or holiday presents for those who don't celebrate Christmas. Um, so that was kind of bad timing in regards to that. Now there's like, hey, guys, look at us. We got double masters over here, and we're all like, cough, cough, hack, sneeze, pandemic. Yeah. You know, it's like... I don't know. I, ugh, I, I think it's kind of dumb. I, I it just, it's it's one of those things where it's like, okay, cool, we've got another product. And then, not only that, if you really... And, like, somebody mentioned this on, on Twitter, and I was looking, I was think, really thinking about it. I was like, well, yeah, but, like, we've got this, but then we also have, you know, uh, Zendikar Eek. Rising. We also have the Zendikar Rising uh, Commander decks that are going to become with some mm -hmm. Zendikar Rising... We also have Commander Legends. Uh, we also have mm -hmm. Pioneer Masters, uh, which will be on Arena, admittedly. Like, that's going to be something that's going to be on Arena. So that's a little mm -hmm. bit, uh, you know, uh, of a shake there. But we also have Amonkhet Remastered that's going to be on, you know, Arena as well. So, mm -hmm. like, we have all this stuff that's coming. But, like, really the big one is, like, Commander <laughs> Legends. like Which is where the fetch lines will be, by the way. Yeah, that's kind of my thought, too. Uh, but, like, everybody's yeah. like, oh, I was like, well, you see all this, like, commander stuff in this set. And it's like, okay, what are we leaving out out of this set that's going to be in Commander Legends? Like, holy yeah. cow. We got five months to go. Right? Like, and there's all this all this good, like, cards and stuff in here that are obviously <sighs> good commander cards because, you know, people want them, you know, for commander. But, like, right. holy cow. Like, what are you, what is going to be else is going to be in Commander Legends at that point? Uh, you know, yeah. so I don't know. It's interesting. I, I do want to say I, I give them props, mad props for allowing you to basically draft dark depths combo. Uh, yeah. I gotta give them props for that. that. Like that's, that's kind of hilarious. Like even like yeah, down cause... to like, you could down, you could basically, if you get lucky enough, you could very easily possibly draft, uh, like slow depths where you could play hex mage and like Despian <laughs> stage and dark depths and dark confidant. And crop rotation. And crop rotation. You'll see it. Noble, yeah. like Noble Hierarchs, a card in there. Uh, yeah. Like, it's like, okay, oh. cool. Like, there's like this whole thing where you can just like draft Dark Depths. Oh, Exploration. <laughs> Explo yeah, and, Exploration's and can... in here, too. No, granted, you're probably never ever going to draft. You're going to have to get really lucky to draft like both like Depths and like Stage, maybe. But like right. depths plus hex mage is probably a very real realistic reasonable thing, since hex mage is uncommon. 
Uh, and a lot so. of these cards you could have in the showcase art or whatever promo they come out with yeah. uh, for the sets. Because, I mean, they're, they're still showing us, uh, like, buy box promos. Wait, and, wait, 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 uh, wait. Pre-release, pre-release promos and whatever. I just realized something really, What's really that? amusing that could be possible in this. Well, okay, it was in Mystery Booster, but it could still be in this set. Uh, okay. Maybe. I don't know. I have to look at the, the number crunch thing. But, uh... Because we're we're getting, uh, Blaisdell Colossus, right? So can oh can yeah. We, so can we draft? Can we have Tinker? Like, is that something that we can have <laughs> as a draftable well, thing? <laughs> Does that fit the number uh, grudge? Because I'm kind of I now I'm curious. I'm oh, look I was. I was thinking uh, it does Arkham not. Daxon, but but that it that's the other way around. Not. Um, Sad panda, it does not. Goes from yeah, seventy one uh, to seventy two for a thirst for knowledge and thought reflection to seventy three being treasure mage. Darn. Rip. I was yeah. gonna be I would be so happy if we could get a Tinker reprint at some point. Like that would have been well, I mean they like I said, they, they did it in mystery booster, but like whatever. But you can sneak attack uh Blightsteel Colossus into play, so that's Yeah, fine. that's true. Oh god, yes, I didn't think about that. That's that is a thing, isn't <laughs> it? <laughs> <laughs> or 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 you could sneak attack uh Skith- Skithrix, yeah. the blight dragon yeah yeah, yeah better that, known as skittles yeah that's also a thing sneak attack Take being, being in a, for, a limited format is just always hilarious I, even though oh, it yeah. is mythic so like you're not gonna see it come up as often uh, that's true but, it, but yeah good no, for you're, like those you're right games we got five like, months left and we still have all this product to go it, it's like it's like i'm i'm observing the counter as yogurt's going down the line. It's like, Magic the Gathering, the lunchbox. Magic the Gathering, the t-shirt. Magic the Gathering, the flamethrower. And some showcase mask. art. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah. I saw somebody, well, was that one of my friends <sighs> had somebody post on their uh, thing. Uh, it was um, it was on Rich Shea's uh, Facebook account, and uh, he mm-hmm. posted that he was watching Spaceballs on uh, Netflix. And, That's uh, awesome. And somebody posted themselves wearing a black face mask that says Spaceballs the face mask. <laughs> I was like, uh, yeah, merchandising. I, I, I must have this, show. <laughs> I must have that item. Dude, like, with all the things going on right now, which we talked about way earlier in the show, like yesterday when the show started, um, <laughs> you know, wa- watching comedy right now is going to be so helpful. Oh, God. Like, uh, you know, uh, un- unfortunately, he is no longer with us uh, for the last six years, but Robin Williams oh, yeah. is a perfect example of this. Like, as much as I-, I will tear up thinking about him and typing it in on YouTube, within, like, less than five minutes from that starting, he's got me laughing. So, like, if, if you know, you're like us and stressed out and, and can't, like... Like, Joe and I aren't, of course, for the viewers at home, aren't actually talking to each other in person. Like, we, we probably could do at some point, maybe, with the pot. Who knows? Uh, but but we usually have these type of conversations when we're hanging out at the store anyway. So that's why we started the podcast. So, like, we can't do that now. And it, it's frustrating. And But by having that comedy and listening to shows like us and listening to us goof and, and rip on stuff... You know, it, it hopefully it's some type of release, uh, and and looking at this cool art, like and talking about these cards and 
cool combinations of stuff that we can just kind of do on a whim, magical Christmas land. Like, these are fun things to talk about, and hopefully more of that prevails and gets out in the ether and whatever. But, yeah, like, if you're going to buy this Double Master stuff, uh, just just be smart with it, because it just it's all loot boxy. I've seen this happen with sports cards. That's kind of what got me into Magic, because the store I bought baseball cards from was selling magic and then the magic was all over my town it's like (laughs) i guess i'll start buying magic now um it is everywhere but yeah yeah it's crazy um but as i mentioned earlier about trying to uh, be lighthearted and and levity and, and good stuff the astrolabe banning has done something wonderful joe oh no it's done something so wonderful what is that Welcome back, the Azoria Senate, to modern. No longer do we have to hang out with the hippies in the Selesnya Conclave. <laughs> no longer do we have to muddle in the mixtures with the Simic folk. We we can just be blue and white, and it's perfectly fine. Sure, we may dip into some Frexian oil to use a dismember here and there. Right. But... Uh, the folks over at Star City Games, uh, and our, uh, Adam, Indianapolis Legacy Classic Champion July 2015, your friend and mine, Manier. You actually have to say that whole thing. Uh, absolutely. Everything. Uh, yeah. He actually, uh, 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 this is what happens when you get old, you forget stuff. Tag me. There it is. He tagged me in a post that Star City Games had shared uh, on their Facebook page where in the Versus series, or Versus Live, uh, two players were playing Azorius Stoneblade versus Gruul Midrange. And he wanted me to look at and watch it. There's a deck list or whatever. We'll have that in the show notes. So it'll be in the doobly-doo, I guess they call it. Um, But it's cool to see some modern decks in action in paper, not on just Magic Online. Uh, that are being played. And I watched it, and I'm like, eh, maybe. Like, I have the cards. Uh, I mean, I agree with the deck list, but I can understand why there's, like, 5 million fetch lands in the deck, because Mystic Sanctuary is a card. Um, and, and there's some cool plays and strategies, and, and uh, to give, it, ha- give it a watch. I've watched it at least twice. But give it a watch so you can see some decks being played. Uh, now, in this particular episode, this is match one of three. They played three matches of uh, decks against each other in a post-Astrolabe world. Kind of give you an idea what to expect if you're still playing paper somewhere with friends or or you're playing on Magic Online. Uh, Corey Baumeister was the pilot of Stoneblade. Uh, he also did a Magic Online league. I think he played three matches. I can't remember. But you can also find that out there. Uh, linked to Star City's uh, page or Star City's YouTube page as well. So yeah, check it out. It's nice to see uh, Stoneblade back, and we don't because when Stoneforge Mystic was unbanned or actually not really unbanned, put in modern for the first time. Let, let me correct myself on that. We had literally maybe five minutes of blue white Stoneblade decks before here comes Throne of Eldraine and Oko, and now we have to put in these lands that produce green and oko and oko hung out long enough in modern until it could be easily replaced by uro 
And then we've been there ever since. So we didn't really get a good glimpse of what modern would be like with just Stoneforge Mystic, Jace to Mind Sculptor, and having a Stoneblade deck. Now we're here. Now we can do it and see what's going on. Oh, wait, Uro's still around, so people may still play Bant without Stoneforge Mystic. And uh, the format could still be a mess, but at least it's exciting. I'm seeing like a, uh, the, the Is It Blitz deck, the Dredge deck, Burn, uh, all these sweet builds. Like, Judd is literally all over the place. Today, right now, I'll see like Lurus and Mishra's Bobbles are still in there in the main deck. They're not using it using Loris as a companion. Tomorrow, it may be traditional Bloodbright Elves and Lilianas. Who knows? So, yeah, like, definitely dig into some content that's out there on the interwebs. Uh, also, uh, it helps keep your mind off all the insanity that's going on. Right. Yeah. Uh, pretty Joe. Cool. Man. I still don't play much did modern, it. so... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I haven't go- played modern Goofy in Karn. a long while. Uh, well, yeah. When's the last time you played modern? John. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. That was like the last game it's, of modern I played. It's been <laughs> it was, a while. John, and that was like December, something like that. Easily. Yeah. So yeah, I just I did, did you. Did you borrow my deck? No, I bar I borrowed it from uh, our mutual. Um, oh yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, he he yeah, had got me up with it. So, yep. but, uh Yeah. So yeah. Um, but uh, speaking of of our mutual of uh, of Mister Denger, he uh, mm-hmm. texted me the other night, uh, actually uh, Monday, and was like. I got to tell you something. I got to tell you something. I got to tell you something. I'm like, what? What do you want? And he <laughs> sends me this picture, and I, I'm flabbergasted because I'm like, oh, holy cow. Like, at first, I'm like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. And so he, one of the groups that he's in, he did, like, they did, like, they do, like, a Secret Santa thing, and they always do, like, a July one, and they always do, like, a, a December one or whatever. And he oh, always, and he always participates in it. Whoever his secret Santa is, he doesn't know who sent this to him. Yeah, let's, let's put it this way. He doesn't know who sent this to him. Okay. So he sends me this picture, and I'm like, uh, is that what I think it is? And so Signed Stormcrow? No. Uh, so somebody sent him a uh, 8.5 graded uh, collector's edition. So collector's edition. So the, the ones that have like the square corners and the gold, the right. gold backs. Uh, 8.5 graded ancestral recall. <gasps> wow! Yeah, it's like, and I'm like, those are now around like 600. Uh, oh yeah. And I'm like, what? And I'm like, at Man. first I was like, is that beta? And uh, or no, at first I thought it was alpha. And I was like, and then I looked at the the like, the thing on the, uh, the top, of the um, the the picture he sent me had had the label for the the grading and stuff on it. It says, you know, collector's edition. I was like, Oh, okay. See, like, <laughs> like cool. That's awesome. Yeah. I was like, man, like that's so crazy. But yeah, he was like, yeah, like I have no idea who sent this to me. I was like, <laughs> and he's like, I know it's from the secret Santa. Is it? Cause I got a card with it and everything. But they didn't sign Does he it. have a sleeve big enough for the card? Uh, they, so they put it in a, 
They, uh, I, obviously, I yeah, yeah, it's slabbed, yeah. But, <laughs> so, yeah. But, yeah, I was like, oh, like, oh, man. So, and then, like, my winnings from, we had, so I participated last, not last weekend, but well, obviously because I was on vacation last weekend. But the weekend before, right. uh, I participated in a Vintage Unleashed event that uh, my friends and Team Sirius ran uh, over Discord. Um, so mm-hmm. um, we only had like six people, <laughs> which was wild. Uh, we had six people, mm-hmm. and uh, we so we basically played round robin. So it was like five rounds of round robin. Uh, mm-hmm. And I ended up like one, two, and two. <laughs> <laughs> with two on un- two, two actual unintentional draws two ties what is this father's day for you uh so everybody played uh, pretty much everybody in the event except for one person played a gush deck uh, uh, so if you are not familiar with what vintage unleashed is vintage unleashed is like a, a format that my buddy nat and team serious came up with and the idea is like what if we just unrestricted like 30 something cards in vintage <laughs> uh, and basically the, the, the idea is like we keep power restricted because it's tradition uh, tutors are also restricted because reasons uh, right. and then like a couple one or two of the mana sources like a couple of the mana sources are like also restricted like stuff like soul ring and like you know mana crypt are obviously always just going to be restricted uh, and then oh yeah um, they're, they're kind of mini power right, in a way yeah and then like for right now like LED is restricted uh, there's some consideration Makes of maybe sense. taking LED off the restriction list uh, simply because um, of the change. Originally, it was there because of the companion rules at the time. Mm-hmm. But with the companion rules changing to allow <sighs> that Luris is a not-so-great card, uh, right. then it's like, okay, maybe like it's fine to like let it, uh, LED come off. But we had already scheduled the event, so like we were like, okay, well, they're not going to make any changes at all until like after this event and see how it goes. Um, mm-hmm. We didn't get enough people for the event. <laughs> so <laughs> it's a really weird inbred meta game uh, because we had uh, five people playing gush decks and one person playing channel Belcher. Uh, and, <laughs> wow. And so the gush mirrors literally are just that long. Uh, and when here, and here's the other thing. Okay, so in order to like account for like really like fast games, because obviously like you know it's a format where like there's a ton of stuff that's unrestricted, so you're expecting like mm-hmm. good combo decks to like be like really fast and stuff. To account right. for that, we played instead of playing best two out of three, we played best three out of five. Ooh, and wow! That's why we ended up with a lot of draws, because <laughs> the gush mirrors are just take that long. Okay, that's fair. Uh, so, but so I, I I played this, but at the same time we raised some money for uh, a, a charity. Uh, I I can't remember which charity it was offhand. I want to say might have been uh, EJI or something like that. One of the mm. one of the uh, the charities or whatnot that uh, they wanted us to have raffle tickets for. So we bought. Okay. So I bought. I I bought a. Twenty dollar um, raffle ticket or whatever for for five five tickets or whatnot, mm-hmm. uh, and so we did that. Uh, and there were a couple. There were some really neat like donated prizes. Uh, that was kind of the nice thing about it. There was some really sweet donated prizes that came up uh, that mm-hmm. people uh, were were having. Uh, and, uh, one of them was really neat, which, uh, I didn't win, unfortunately. Uh, I think 
Andy uh, Brassman won it was uh, there was a donated uh, sealed box of Unstable, uh, wow. which was really cool. Uh, but the one I won, uh, Josh Chapel, uh, who is um, the Serious Vintage uh, podcast, he's their audio uh, guy, uh, one of their one of their audio guys. Uh, he mm-hmm. uh, donated a, a bunch of different things, uh, but one of the things he donated was a playset of uh, Commander twenty sixteen uh, Oath of the Druids, uh, as well as a playset of uh, Commander twenty sixteen Forbidden Orchards. Uh, so it was an Oath starter pack basically uh and, oh, sweet. and so i won that uh and so i got for twenty dollars i won a set of uh forbidden orchards and a set of oath of druids and i went out and i looked up and i and somebody had mentioned it in like our chat and i went and i looked it up and i was like holy crap like forbidden orchards are like twenty dollars by themselves uh uh-huh. like the commander 2016 printing is like twenty dollars so, yes yeah, yeah so i was like oh cool so for twenty dollars i made like eighty dollars like off of having these, but I'm probably going to keep them because I, I'm, Oh, for sure. I, I pretty happy with them. If I ever have a a position where, uh, we want to play oath for like an event, like I already have those, Mm -hmm. those cards. I don't have to have like Denger have them or something like that. So it works. And now all you need is the power and then you have the deck. I, I I don't think I'm ever going to actually own power at this point. Uh, like yeah, I, I doubt it's ever gonna happen. Uh, like even like the power that Dender want Dender got like is not like real power. Like it's CE power, but like he's never gonna play like old school or anything like that. So right. like you know that's the only place where he could reasonably play uh, CE power. So, but I I do know like if he really wanted to, he could probably pick up power honestly. Uh, he sure. has, I mean, the man has enough planeswalkers. He could probably turn his planeswalkers into power. Like, cause he, wait, people, people trade cards. Yeah. Well, I mean, he does big with, time with, with the trade, with the trading card game. Yeah. Crazy. Right. Whoa, yeah. I, man. I mean, he still uses poker uh, trade pretty heavily. So. I mean, side note, I like, at least the last time we were at live events, I, I don't, I don't recall the last time I ever saw someone be like, hey, do you have such and such card? And they open up binders of cards they're not using. Like right. the the um, uh, the skill of the trade, I guess, I'm, lack of words right now. Um, but just trading in general, I don't see it. Yeah. Hopefully, once, once we're through all this stuff, that we kind of get, and we have standard formats where you have four, five, six decks uh, that can compete until the next set comes out. We have people like, oh man, I'd really like that card. I want to play that deck from the last set and add some cards to this new set coming up. Do you have these cards I need? Like They're actually trading amongst each other before an event starts at a store. Like, uh, I don't know. I guess I missed the good old days. Who knows? But yeah, no, that that's cool, man. Congrats on your prize. Hopefully, yeah, you can cool. at least get to the point where you can proxy the deck to enter some proxy events and and owe some people and you know play some paper vintage uh, down the line. Yeah. So yeah, it was it was pretty cool. Uh, but I think uh, we should probably start wrapping up here. Yeah, we're we're probably <laughs> at the point where this show's become a a uh, 
uh, a double Astrolab uh, oh, podcast. Oh double Astrolab. So we put two in yeah. play and we drew two cards. <laughs> and both of them were lands. Oh! Yeah, yeah, both of them were lands. So, so uh, Scott, why don't you tell people where they can find you on the internet then? What they're they're watching? Yes. Oh, oh, they're oh, watching. oh, where where they can find me, quote unquote. Yeah. You can find me on uh Twitter and Facebook at MTG Packfoils. Uh, I apologize about how things have gone on social media. There's been some issues that I just, I have things to where I just, I can't, I, I have to defend. I have to stand up for some folks. Nothing so, wrong with that. Yeah. Stand up so I, I'm, I'm trying to fight the good fight. So you can, I'm trying to do a better job of that. You can wade through that a little bit. I'll have memes. Uh, I got to do better about posting my articles, which you can find over at legitmtg.com every Thursday. Um, but I'm going to try doing a better job of communicating the magic content side of things as opposed to the other stuff. Because uh, baseball is starting soon. Uh, actually, by the time you listen to this, it'll be either that day or the next day. I'm kind of right. confused. Time is weird. But but yeah, so uh, find me there on Facebook, Twitter, and on legitmtg. Uh, and of course, here on the Astrolab podcast, uh, Joe, where can folks find you? I'm sure you write somewhere for some <laughs> magic website somewhere. What, what's that site again? Yeah. So you guys can find me on Twitter normally uh, at VorathXP. Uh, I have no problem just posting about uh, things where I call out Nazism and racism and all sorts of bad stuff on the internet because fuck that shit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but. Uh, anyways, uh, you can also find me uh, on MTG Goldfish every Wednesday and every Friday with uh, This Week in Legacy. Uh, you can also find me with uh, the Vintage 101 column. Uh, so that's uh, generally when those things go up. My article this week did actually just go up just a few seconds ago uh, okay. So uh, for Legacy. So that's kind of cool. Uh, so pretty happy to finally see that. I, After getting back from vacation, it took me a little bit uh, to get it done uh so it got pushed back just a tiny bit but uh mm -hmm. yeah and so it's uh it's all done and up there so you guys can read it and of course you can always find the cast uh at the astrolab cast on twitter and the astrolab podcast at gmail.com uh i do want to uh just know like i said this is episode 11 uh if you have any feedback or anything like that uh last week it was a little weird uh because we had a slight issue with uh, Brandon's uh, mic for some reason picked up everybody uh, instead of yeah. picking up just him. Uh, not his fault. We didn't really know what was going to happen until I got I, that audio from him. Uh, I figured out what happened. He just recorded everybody and just figured that was good well, enough. No, he's a judge, and magic judges listen to both parties. <laughs> so that, that's that's wow. why he had everybody together on, on that. And it was awesome to talk to Brandon. And yeah, it was great. To we're, have on, him. we're on ep we're on episode eleven. Yeah. We've had two guests. Yeah, what the heck? Yeah. So I, I do yeah, have that, uh, a couple oh. other people I want lined up <gasps> locally that I want to talk to. What? Um, so oh, okay. I do. I do know I want to have Eric Surfoss Miller on at some point. Oh um, yeah. I was also thinking about reaching out to uh, maybe somebody like Mike Zod because uh, uh, he mm -hmm. does a lot of stuff uh, with the playing with power. Uh, group uh, okay he's, he's one of the founders of playing with power 
so okay. uh, that would be kind of cool to have him on to talk about what he does. Uh, he also does altars, which is really cool, and his altars are yeah. really good. Uh, so I would like to have him on at some point. Um, there's also a couple other like community like legacy players. Uh, one of the guys that I had in my uh, article this week uh, as uh, starting to try and do some like player spotlight stuff. Uh, so I had um, Michael Mapson, uh, who is a uh, legacy player uh, on there, uh, who is a VIPOC uh, legacy player uh, and really oh, fantastic awesome. guy. Uh, and got a chance to tell his side of the story, his story, uh, which is really cool. Uh, okay. So it was pretty cool to, to um, talk to him, uh, but also just really kind of cool to get to know him uh, as well. So I, I, I mentioned to him maybe we could have him on at some point too. Uh, but uh, nice. yeah, so yeah, there's a couple of people I want to talk to uh, for sure. Guests, no. guests are always no. nice to have on. Uh, and I, I'm going to probably reach out to people uh, more you know about it because it's sure. fun to talk to people so. oh absolutely like dude I, I felt like calling customer service numbers for businesses today just to talk to non-familiar people <laughs> like like it, it's really like that bad dude like um it, it's almost getting I, to the point where i want to have a conversation with the ivr <laughs> call them up and they're like hello how can i help you i really just wanted to talk to somebody <laughs> right like man that's funny. Oh my god! But you imagine but yeah, the no, I, of that call. <laughs> uh, yeah, especially if it's a recorded call where that person taking the call is graded on it or whatever. Like, <laughs> like can you imagine like corporate listening to that? Like, oh god, yeah. um, we'll just stow this one away and pick another call. That's right. probably what they would do. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I can't wait to for some of these guests on because you know having a variety of guests, like like we we had guests who are complete fans of the card pacifism <laughs> to a judge. I love Drew. Uh, yeah, yeah, Drew was awesome. Yeah. Uh, Brandon was awesome. Uh, when I'm sure when Eric comes on, he and I will go to combat uh, on something. Sure. We will have yeah, we will so, have a good time with Eric, that's for sure. Oh, uh, will we ever. Oh, yes. Um, so, but anyways, but yeah. uh, I think that pretty much uh, drops it down for us. Uh, if, uh, again, send us some feedback. Uh, and remember, uh, at the end of the day, uh, you know, we've been banned in Popper. We've been banned in Modern. Maybe we don't need to be banned in Legacy. Um, <laughs> you could ban us in Standard, but it won't do anything. Uh, right. But, yeah, don't, don't, don't ban us, please. And have a great night, everybody. Uh, bye everybody thanks for listening oh, oh oh i stepped on a lego 